Yeah, it's really uh, a pleasure and an honor to s to speak here because I um, I have attended uh, Republica a few times and I learned really a lot from uh, from these events. So I'm quite excited to be presenting here about the work that we're doing at um, at Parity. Parity is a um, a company headquartered in London, um, about four years old or three and a half years old. Uh, but most of our team is actually here in Berlin. Um, it's, we develop software um, for the web, um, and I. I want to explain to you a bit more how we think uh, what we're developing or hoping what we're developing um, will change fundamentally the way how the web works. That's at least our hope. Um, so if you've heard about blockchain, you've probably heard a lot of hype. Um, I really don't want to do anything in that direction. So the reason why I get up each day and why I do this work is somewhere between I'm excited about the potential about the, of the technology, that, that is true. Um, I'm a technologist, I'm a mathematician by training, so uh, I, I enjoy that, but I'm also like a desperate citizen given what's, what's going on online and I'm just looking for something that can fix the problems that we see. So um, if you've heard about our company, maybe you've come across some of these things. So we started at roughly um, end of, or I started to work in the space almost five years ago now. That was around the time when people realized that um, well, there's Bitcoin and sort of that's a new paradigm. You can sort of send money online without an intermediary in between. And people start to experiment um, what else you could do. Like, um, is there a way of generalizing that and maybe using that in other ways? Um, could you do general financial transactions or maybe even beyond that? Um, and that's where the idea um, of a protocol project called Ethereum came along. I got involved with that about five years ago. And then um, we spun up the company uh, about a year later to basically um, have an entity where we can further explore um, uh, the potential of the technology. One of the projects we've been working on, um, and uh, it's, I think, one of the um, few real deployments of blockchain tech um, in, in real life, uh, beyond like all the POC proof of concepts that you might have heard about, is a project together with the World Food Programme, where we're basically using um, the platform as a sort of shared common accounting system um, in refugee cam camps to make it easier for various different parties to collaborate um, on uh, bringing financial aid uh, to refugees in the camp that they can use in order to buy stuff. Um, that has brought down the cost significantly for them. Um, that's one thing. They, they could fight fraud um, with payment providers much more easily because everything was transparent. Um, but also it meant that they have now a much easier time rolling out other applications on top of this open infrastructure. So that's one of the things we're doing. But otherwise, these days, we're really, um, we're really focused on, um, on further building out the tech. So we've, we've worked on a bunch of implementations in the past. We've worked on a Bitcoin implementation. We recently started. Has anybody heard of Zcash um, here? A few people. Um, uh, Zcash which is a really interesting project. So it's, um, there's sort of an... In, there's, 
a bit of a convergence happening of various peer-to-peer -peer technologies um, at the moment. So um, we've seen peer-to-peer -peer technologies in the form of BitTorrent and other encrypted messaging services, for example, like Signal now for a while. But there's other technologies like um, zero-knowledge proof, which um, is one element in Zcash and which basically allows you to come up with a completely anonymous payment system um, that doesn't rely on an intermediary. So that's one project we're working on. Um, a project called Substrate that I will talk about a bit more um, in depth later. Um, and really, we're working all across the stack. We're working on um, WebAssembly, which is a new standard um, to make um, uh, development of uh, um, web applications easier. Uh, we're working on LIP2P, which is a new protocol for um, uh, a networking protocol, um, sort of the base layer in the stack. Um, and we're one of the biggest um, Rust projects. A lot of people are really excited about Rust as a new uh, programming language um, that allows um, to, has like a really good features that, that lend themselves well for sort of these infrastructure projects. So that's a bit of background. Um, but really our mission is like to come up with a very, with a fundamentally new way of building online services so that we don't have to rely on intermediaries sitting in between. Um, our communication, our interactions online, when we go to a bank, when we do whatever, um, but that there's a lot, a much higher degree of autonomy and agency on our side. Um, um, oh, there's a bit of a sorry. Okay, but let, let's go back to like why why we're doing it and why why we why we think this is like helping with the problems that we see. So 1992. Um, the information highway was like uh, one of the buzzwords. Um, everything felt really bad on, and that's sort of how we feel a little bit now about blockchain. Like, um, there's a lot of potential. People are experimenting a lot, but um, something went, went really wrong in the last 20, 30 years. And I guess, I mean, you're here, so you're really aware of that. But um, I think it's important to to come back to that because um, what what really happened um, is that the structures we've had and the bad structures in society basically re-imprinted themselves on the web, right? So, um, and much more powerful because now everything is digital and there was no backstop, right? So all the data is now in the data centers. It's like all powerful, um, all powerful monopolies or in other states of the world, um, totalitarian systems that's, that are being built and that basically replicate all the bad things we've seen in society. Um, and it's really that issue, right? That our lives online um, rely on intermediaries, like in all sorts of ways. Um, when we want to talk to friends, there's WhatsApp. I mean, hopefully you're using Signal and whatnot. But, but anything we do online is facilitated through intermediaries and we don't have control. We, like, we have to rely on the promises that they make. Um, and um, something is wrong with the... Odd, oh, no. Uh, we have to rely on all the promises that they make. And, I mean, ideally, um, these, most of these systems start out as, like, um, oh, also with great missions. Um, but then over time, I mean, all they really want is making money. And they, they do everything in order to, to fulfill that. So the problem really is that the tools that we rely on are fundamentally broken. Like, it's, it's not in our... It's not architected or can't be architected in a way that we stay in control. Like fundamentally, um, uh, there are these data centers where everything's being facilitated. It's really obscure. Nobody's, um, nobody has any insight. And, and regulators are tr trying to do whatever they can. Um, 
But really, we believe there is a fundamental element missing, and that's that's a different different type of technology um, that allows basically a technological backstop um, to what can be done to your data online, and and that includes technologies um, like blockchain, like end-to-end -end encrypted messaging. So. Uh, Mr. Faller has put it in a bit of a different way. You never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the exi existing model obsolete. And that's basically our belief. Like, you can do a lot with, with regulation, and I hope that like, whatever technologies like us come up with at the moment will work hand-in-hand -hand with like, good regulation, um, like, the, like the GDPR, for example, um, to, to provide consumers, to provide citizens with the tools that they really need. Um, and yeah, blockchain in that sense is much more than, than just a payment uh, mechanism. Like um, these abstractions that we are working on, it really comes down to having a system where rules can be hard coded, that you know nothing can be changed um, arbitrarily by a single powerful um, entity or intermediary in the middle, but rules are hard coded. So think of it maybe um, if. If Bitcoin was something like a calculator, like a very simple system where you can basically add one Bitcoin, two Bitcoin, add that up, what we're working towards is um, sort of a decentralized computer, but a very different form of decentralized computer. It's transparent. You know what's being executed. And um, it's part of what... Yeah. So that's basically this, this next wave of blockchain technology that, 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 that we're, we're working on. Um, so a range of, um, of different things that, uh, that these generalizations we're, we're, we're developing um, will enable. So, and it's also what we, as a collective of technology, started to call Web3. Some of you might have heard Web3 in a slightly different context. Like, I think it's been used as a term um, some years ago already in the, in the context of the semantic web. But we are really using it in a context where we think of it as a fully decentralized web where everything's on the endpoints, um, not just the data, but like you are in control. You can transparently see how the applications that you use um, rely on. At the moment, if you, if you want to find out, like basically you can look at uh, the T's and C's, but they, I mean, either they are intransparent in any case and you just click them through, or they change and you're just, just not in control. But, but with, with blockchain technology, technology, that becomes a very, very different game. So yeah, um, like, by what we're building, we're trying to basically hope to enable a completely new way of architecting applications that's extensible, future-proof, open. And that ties back to what I mentioned earlier with the World Food Program. Like, really, it's a fundamentally um, different way where um, it's an open native protocol. Um, some of you might have heard about the PSD2 directive in the context of payments that forces banks to be, have much more clear and open APIs so everybody can tie into their systems and build on top. But, but this is a... a a significant, um, significantly different approach. Like here, it's technologically the, the case that there is an open base layer um, where you can just build your applications on top and you stay in control. Yeah, so we hope that it reduces fundamentally the divide between users and services providers. In fact, like in that context, it doesn't even really make sense to speak of users and um, services providers um, in, in different ways because it's a joint, um, a joint commons, a joint infrastructure. It's also, and I think that's, um, that's an interesting um, way to view it, it's 
some some people often in the context of Bitcoin and blockchain speak about trustless applications or like we need trustless money or whatever. I don't think that's the right. First of all, it's like scary. People people do have a sense of tr of trust and trust in in some ways is a good thing. But also trust can be one 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 definition of trust could be it's um, it's a confident relationship to the unknown. So and the unknown is can be scary. And having a way of making trust much more granular. Um, I think uh, is a fundamental um, game changer to a bunch of things. Like if I think of Google, like I do trust them that they can do high performance calculations in really good ways. Like that's fine, but I don't trust them that they actually care about my personal data. And being able to disentangle, to decompose the applications in a way that it's transparent what Google can actually do on a technological level, um, I hope um, uh, will, will help consumers um, and citizens. It's also, um, in the end, from my perspective, the biggest bet against monopolies and totalitarianism. I mean, we've seen the discussions around Arc Article 13 in the last few months. So, but really, think of these platforms basically as a legal system. So it doesn't even make sense to, to regulate them to a certain extent because it's open common infrastructure. So um, that notion of there's an intermediary who you should regulate and who should ban and whatnot, that, that doesn't even make sense. So, and I think it's really um, interesting and important to experiment with these technologies from that perspective to, um, to, have, to have alternatives. So I think this in essence summarizes uh, what we feel we get um, from these technologies. It's really from coming to a point where we, we trust in promises, don't do evil, to a point where you can't do evil, at least not unilaterally. Like, there's no way of, of anybody like, unilaterally changing anything, so, so, uh, uh, so you're out of control. So, I mean, I guess that was a little bit of, maybe not hype, but at least excitement. Um, what's the state of the chain? So, Bitcoin's roughly 10 years old and a lot of innovation has happened, but um, really my, my fundamental uh, belief is the reason why we haven't seen more adoption is because it's still a very nascent technology. Like, we're working on things like scalability. You might have heard of the issues with proof of work. People always get hung up, oh, it, it needs so much um, energy and whatnot. But that's really just a, a matter of the stage at, with the, at which the technology is right now i.e. we have to work on better ways of doing these consensus algorithms so we don't need more energy. And, and that's one thing we're working on. Um, but there's one, one very interesting thing about these technologies that I think will need a lot more, a lot more work. Um, it's because it's sort of not a, a product, as you think of, um, as you have that with, like, say, MasterCard and Visa. They have their Visa, they have the different credit cards and whatnot. Um, but in some ways, like these blockchains behave more like open source communities or almost like digital nation states. Um, and with all the problems and opportunities that lie in such an interpretation, like because it's an open commons, an open, an open system, it's not a normal product in that sense. And um, there are issues that we've seen over the last few years um, that we've come to call... Um, uh, uh, maximalism, so people really favoring one chain, and that's because at this stage of, um, of the technology, um, the different chains ca can't talk to each other, like a system like Ethereum and Bitcoin has no way to directly interact, and um, because there's a financial incentivization being part of the networks, that basically leads to this digital nationalism where people highly believe in their systems. But there are other issues around 
um, governance, how we, de how, we, how we deal and come up with frameworks of de decentralized governance for these systems um, that, are, that are like big challenges and where I really also invite people that are not, not like core technologists um, to join and, and, and collaborate because um, I believe that these systems provide an alternative, but that's only if we get things right, like in terms of in particular governance um, at that level. So one thing we are doing towards that um, is a project called um, Substrate, and I think of it a bit like the open, the um, the operating system for blockchain. So I've, I've mentioned that we've worked on various different protocols in the past, but um, what we've done now is um, is basically consolidate that into a framework where innovation is really easy to do. So. At the moment, otherwise, like building a new blockchain costs you maybe even with a really skilled team a year. Um, but in order to be able to to build these alternatives, like build domain-specific chains, say for social media or whatever, um, we need frameworks for making that a lot easier, and that's what we're working towards. Um, so that's this framework called Substrate. Um, there's a, another project called Polkadot, um, which you could think of like um, the diplomacy level between chains. So sort of the United Nations that helps to um, communicate and facilitate um, between the different chains so they don't suffer from this nationalism that I was talking about earlier. Um, if that's been interesting to you, like we're putting an event together later this year here in Berlin. We've done that last year and I'm quite excited about the event because um, we're really trying to bring together and I think there's been a big separation so far between like the, um, the sort of uh, uh, old crypto encryption community and the new blockchain crypto community, which I can understand like some of what you read about blockchain is like hyped and, and sometimes maybe even scary. Um, but because, I, because I'm so hopeful um, for these technologies to help with the issues, like I'm really excited to, that, we, that we this year again have three days later this year in Berlin um, to discuss, to build together, hack together, um, and I'll invite you to join. Um, otherwise, if you're interested in, in what we're doing, like we're also um, constantly hiring. We're roughly a team of um, 80 people now, as I said, largely here in Berlin. And um, in particular, people that want to deal with the issues of governance, like highly welcome um, for you. Um, so, yeah, if you have more um, questions, um, please feel free. Otherwise, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Give her a hand. Thank you very much. Yeah, perfect. Bringing, bringing some more upcoming energy to that hype cycle mm. to really ground it, to really like that, that idea. Um, let's see if there are directly coming questions and popping up. Um, if not, then let me start. There are questions. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah, please say your name and then say your question. Hi, my name is Matt. Um, last year I had the feeling that there was a lot of hope um, with the technology and a lot of expectations that come along with the technology. This year here on Republica I have the feeling that people are more um, hoping for regulation <laughs> and there is more talking about regulation uh, to my mind. Um, how do you feel about that and mm. what is your point of view on that? So my hope, um, my hope really is that that blockchain allows you to bring these pieces together because you can hard code rules basically there's a like in some ways you could think about blockchain as like the most compliant or non-compliant system like bitcoin which is it doesn't have any governance it's like highly decentralized like there's no way regulation could do anything but there's also ways of basically using the technologies to build better institutions because you can hard code the rules and like my hope is that we come to that point and that's what i'm working towards where um 
where at least some of the things we want to regulate, um, we don't have to regulate because the, the technology does it automatically for us. So one, um, one piece, of, piece of technology that we built um, using blockchain is a decentral data store. Um, where you can, in a completely decentralized way, grant access to different parties. And I think that's a key element if you think of any sort of data sharing that you actually can mathematically prove. Um, I mean, you, you shouldn't become like, a, an, like a, um, a, uh, um, a too much of a believer that technology would solve everything and there aren't any issues. Like, I mean, you should be modest and like, assume there could be bugs and whatnot, but still, it is a different way. Like, you can basically... Under certain certain security assumptions, you can you can come to the conclusion that party A, there's no way they can access unless all these parties collude, and and that's really something like that will change things. I mean, it will help with the issues that we have, but I think it will also be the key to enable um, things like um, data sharing for medical medical research, for example, which we don't do at the moment, and rightly so because we can't trust. But with these technologies, I think there is a way of starting to do that. Thank you very much. Perfect. Any further questions? Here we go. State your name, please, and then. Uh, name's Ian Forrester. Um, so, I I I find it really interesting, um, and I'm wondering if you, yeah, I, I know you kind of distance it from the semantic web. Mm. Um, is there some learnings from the semantic web that could be uh, applied here? And also, have you looked at some of the indie web um, stuff mm -hmm. uh, because? The, the interesting part is that they're using some of the things on the web and what sort of things, some of the technologies of the web to, to, to do the same kind of thing rather than create a whole new stack. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, so one of the key things I think that's to be learned also from the semantic web is um, the issues they had with the governance of open source protocols, basically, and like how to ensure you come to, <laughs> come to standards and whatnot that people can actually use and you don't fork and randomly like there's a bunch to learn and we're working with these guys i mean that's that's why we're doing this in the form of the web free summit um the other thing is i mean also people like tim berners lee for example is now moving towards that direction of of looking more into blockchain and and basically also building on that i think i mean it is a missing comp like it is still something like this this blockchain layer this being able to manage expectations is just something fundamentally new so um, but yeah. Once again, okay. Sorry, just one, one more question. Um, have you got a way of solving, or have you seen a way of solving the GDPR problem with blockchain? Because that seems to be a real fundamental thing uh. <laughs> where you can actually, I want to remove my identity, and now it basically makes the whole thing break. Yeah, GDPR is an interesting one. I mean, like, I feel um, at least like that part of the blockchain community that I'm in and what GDPR wants to achieve, like, we have this, we, we share the same purpose. But the issue with GDPR is it was a bit too specific in terms of what it is, what it had as an underlying assumption about the technology and basically um, being too specific and therefore um, leading to conflicts um, that now mean. Uh, 
some things you can do with blockchain is basically not allowed under GDPR or like GDPR is not blockchain. Uh, blockchain is not GDPR comp compliant, which is a shame. I mean, I think we resolved that, and I, and I haven't seen. I mean, so far GDPR has only been enforced in any case with the big monopolies, and I'm I'm hopeful that I mean I yeah, which maybe is not uh, mis misguided hope given what happened with um, Article 13, but I'm hopeful that we can resolve that. It's to me, it's really just having been too specific about assuming how assuming what, what the technology stack is and not being open enough that technology could change and therefore certain notions must be different. So the concrete thing that I'm talking about here is like that under GDPR, basically a public key, which is your identity on a blockchain, is a personal datum. And assuming you can't change it, you can't delete it, basically a blockchain isn't in some sense compliant. Thank you very much. There's time for more questions. Yeah. Hi, my name is Romy. Mm -hmm. um, is it um, also a topic for your August summit, the GDPR issue? Because I'm interested in that and I'm from that field, so I would like to take part in yeah. the discussion. Happy to make that. I mean, we're, it's, a, it's sort of a mix, like it's, there will be presentation workshops and whatnot, so happy to pick that up. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I saw a hand here. Is time for more questions. No? Okay. There's a question. No, that, that was not a question? Okay. So, Jutta, thank you very much. Thank you. For this elaborate talk. There's a conference coming up, so can you, can you say again when is the conference? Uh, yes, um, 20, 19th to 21st of August at Funkhaus. Perfect. So, you join all. <laughs> so, let's give her a hand and thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah.